Hey everybody, welcome to AfterBuzz TV's After Show for NBC's new series, Game of Silence. Tonight we'll be recapping episode one, pilot, and episode two, Blood Brothers, so stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Because a vision softly creeping. Like it's kind of creepy, <laughs> but we all naturally were like, yes, we've got this somber song for a somber show, definitely. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm Miera Jennings. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miera Jennings, and I'm joined by my lovely panel here tonight. Why don't we introduce hey guys. ourselves? What's up? Uh, Leslie Ambry's here. You can find me on Twitter at In Less Than No Time. Plus, it's just with one S. It's kind of funny, maybe not, but follow me back anyways. <laughs> hey, guys. I'm Abby Vega. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at underscore Abby Vega. And I'm Nikki Preston. You can find me on Facebook and Twitter at Nikki Preston TV and Instagram at Nikki.Preston. Awesome. I'm excited to be talking about Very this excited. season. We've got a yeah. panel of lovely ladies, yes, so that'll be pretty cool for our viewers. <laughs> all, <laughs> female. All, all in black, too. Yes, know. yes. Black the dark topics, all right? Yeah. We're already thinking alike here. All right, so there was so much in these first two episodes, um, but before we jump in, let's just talk about the backstory a little bit. I don't know if you guys have heard, but um, so this was originally uh, an adaptation of a Turkish series, which... Mm -hmm was actually based on a true story, which it makes is. this all so much creepier. Yeah. It than really that. does. Right. Yeah. So what do you guys think about that right off the bat, just knowing that it's based off of a series that was based off of a true story? I'm just wondering how no one did anything about this. Didn't their parents come to visit them and wonder maybe something's up? Why does my kid have bruises and burn marks and, and this yeah. and that? Like, it's just, mm -hmm. it's unbelievable to me. I guess yeah, my true. only mindset, obviously finding out it was true, I thought, holy moly, that yeah. is crazy. <laughs> mm -hmm. But then I guess the fact that it's in a different country, you know, things mm -hmm. work differently true. everywhere. That's so true. what may seem crazy to us, you know, it might be more of a norm in a different mm -hmm. country. I don't, either way it's messed up, but. Yeah. Yeah, it's really sad even more, like you guys are saying, just to know that it actually happened. Because when mm -hmm. you're first watching it, you're like, oh, this is like kind of unsettling. Like I feel really like weird watching this, but it's like, it's okay. Like somebody just wrote it mm -hmm. like out of their weird twisted mind, haha, -ha, yeah. for my entertainment. But then finding out, oh, as you look it up, it's a true story. I was like, oh my God, mm -hmm. my whole world is flipped around and I feel, I feel so much more heaviness towards the people that actually went through this. Like just mm -hmm. even like when you read a little bit of history like in a book and you're like, dang, mm -hmm. I, can't, I can't imagine. I immediately yeah. put myself in that and situation. And kids besides, I uh -huh. mean, even adults, I wouldn't want to see them go through that. But like 13-year-olds, you, you can't have a heart to do mm -hmm. things like that to them. I mean, right. Yeah. And like you said, I think it's more impactful because it does happen. This new, you know, Game of Silence rendition happens in our country. So it really makes you think of something like this would, is really going on. I mean, of course, this was set, um, the flashbacks happened in the 80s, but we never know about this institutional, you know, mm -hmm. abuse and things of that nature. So oh, it's going to be a heavy season, yeah, but yeah, exactly. we're ready to tackle it. So let's just get started. Um, so we start out season or episode one with a flashback immediately. We're back in 1988 in Brennan, Texas, and we're introduced to our main characters, a group of friends. You know, they're just having fun like kids do. Um, it's Jackson, Gil, Boots, Jesse, and Sean. So they're just having fun, you know, around their city like kids do. And um, basically Jackson, I believe, is narrating the whole situation mm -hmm. and thinking back on the memories. And we are 
set up for what happens when they, you know, start this craziness. So apparently um, we're shown that Jesse's mom is an alcoholic and she's having a lot of trouble at home and the boys are kind of an escape for her. Of course, they become her best friends really quick, um, but they initially go to save her from her alcoholic mom. So Jackson jumps into a car that the mom was about to, you know, take Jesse away in and they're just joyriding down the street, you know, no cares in the world. Mm -hmm. And they hit another car when they try to swerve out of the way of a dog. And that sets up the action for the rest of the season, pretty mm-hmm. much. Because they wind up in Quint- Quinton. Quint- Quintman. Quinton. Quintman. 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 You're good. You're good. You're Quintman. close. Yeah. Quintman. Quintman um, a detention facility for, mm-hmm. you know, the youth. And that's where a lot of abuse takes place. Uh, let's just talk about the flashbacks for a minute. Because I feel mm-hmm. like the flashbacks really make this a lot heavier. Oh, yes. definitely. Yeah. You know? That's what I was thinking, is seeing them just being the carefree kids. Yeah. You can tell none of them are bad kids. No, they seem to just be yeah. very normal, enjoying their summer. So I think I really like that the show shows that side of it, you know, how just normal they were, and they just got in a bad situation mm-hmm. that any mm-hmm. kid could get into. So, and then when you see what happens to them, it makes you that much more, you know, mm-hmm. it's that much more gut-wrenching because yeah. you're... They're these normal kids, and it's so awful. Like, they didn't happen deserve to, anyone. to be there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But I was thinking, I mean, I remember the first time I drove when I was 16. I was awful. I mean, I was in the parking <laughs> lot three summers, and this kid is driving down the street like, you know, yeah, he's the boss, he knew how to you know, drive. Yeah, so yeah. I, yeah, he had it for sure. Mm-hmm. But I was, I was getting so nervous how they weren't paying attention to the road. He started, like, bouncing to the music. Yeah. We, oh, knew, we knew it wasn't going to be good. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. That it scene. was a little, though, like, it was sad what happened when they got into the car accident. But I felt like even that scene was very dramatic. Just mm-hmm. with, I think the show, this is a little off topic, but I think the show overuses blood. Mm-hmm. Where they make oh, it really? over, I don't know if it's to, like, give us that. Like, oh, my God, like, shock effect or something. Yeah. But even they said, like, with all that blood that that lady lost in that first shot that we get, she would have been dead. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then <laughs> we find out, oh, like, just kidding, she survived, but they're still going to equipment for nine months. So I think mm-hmm. um, I think this is a testament to NBC's new direction that they're trying to go in with their series. Um, I noticed that they're really trying to get that, like, not network TV vibe okay. and really trying to, yeah. you know, keep up with the other, net, the other channels that are doing really gory and mm-hmm. dramatic stuff. So, so I mean, oh, that's that could probably be it. Why. Yeah. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think, yeah, I didn't notice, like, I didn't, obviously you notice there's a lot of stuff, but yeah. I didn't think it was unrealistically mm-hmm. gory or anything. I I mean, it definitely makes you gasp, yeah. mm-hmm. but I think it's kind of necessary to get that point that they're trying to make across. I just mm-hmm. thought it was funny that the boys, they all walk out of the car fine. They had like one little drop of blood and then the girl is just covered. I The difference there was kind of crazy, mm-hmm. but yeah, I wasn't like, I didn't think the blood was that bad as far as the girl. Like I was just used to it. Maybe I'm used yeah. to all the blood <laughs> on TV, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I, I come from a medical so. family, so maybe that's where I was like, oh, that's not real. <laughs> no, no, it's got your realistic yeah. mind going on. Uh-huh. Gotta suspend your disbelief <laughs> when you watch the I know, show. for real. So um, we flash forward 25 years, and we see Boots, who is now some kind of delivery man. Uh, he's on his job, and he sees this other man. Mm-hmm. Something, just a trigger goes off, and he takes a golf club and just bashes mm-hmm. the guy's head in. And we cut to Jackson, who is like, the, the big brother type character, and he's obviously a big lawyer now. And the other guys, Sean and Gil, go to meet up with him because 
Boots is now in jail for what he's done, and we, at this point, don't know why. Later on, we get a flashback from when the boys are in Quitman, Quitman, (laughs) and we find out that they dealt with so much abuse while they were in there, and one of, um, Daryl, the guy who got his head beat by uh, Mm -hmm. Boots, was one of the other inmates who was abusing them, so that's why he did it. Um, And it really gets things going with the brotherhood and how close they were, even though we see that Jackson moved away and he really wanted to remove himself from Mm -hmm. the whole situation. What did you guys think about that and just the comparison between Jackson's character and he's so well off right now, he's got a great career, and you can see that Gil and Sean have been struggling with this Mm -hmm. for probably this whole entire time as well as Boots. Um, and they're probably not as over it as he is. What do you think exactly. about that dynamic? Yeah. You always saw that Jackson was the stronger one. He was always trying mm-hmm. to be the hero, stand up for everyone, and he's just able to push it down and, and be successful, and maybe the torture he went through almost gave him more drive to be even more successful where the other two are not handling it well, especially Gil. Um, I think in some later episodes we see like he was things happened to him mm-hmm. over the other guys that were even worse, so I think that's why he's so violent too as well. So it really affected them in a bad way. Yeah. Mm. And I also think it could be just the fact that some people, any traumatic situation, everyone always deals with it differently. Uh, Maybe Jackson just felt, you know, I'm just going to put it behind me and kind of do the ignore method. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm going to move on with my life, try not to think of it, even though it's still there, while the others, you know, maybe show a little more about how they're feeling about it. But I just think it could just be a different way that people cope with things. Mm-hmm. Plus, yeah. we even see, like, flashbacks of him getting, I don't, I mean, it was more episode two, but him getting into some weird situations with Jesse in between mm-hmm. that time. Mm-hmm. So I think that because he's, like, suppressed it so much, like you were saying, I think we're starting to see the unraveling mm-hmm. now that everyone's yeah. back together. Yeah. I think we're going to see a little more of Jackson acting like Gil, necessarily, maybe not to the extremes of Gil being so violent, but... I think we'll see it a little bit yeah, more. For sure. Mm-hmm. Now, um, so after that, they go meet at a bar, and they're talking. And initially, we think that Sean and Gil just want Jackson to represent Boots, perhaps. They want his like lawyer mm-hmm. um, inside and his help. But we later find out that they want full revenge. Yeah, They're Everybody. not messing around. No. They want heads, like, <laughs> exactly. for sure. So Jesse comes in, and she's shocked to see Jackson. They obviously haven't seen each other in a while. And we found out, obviously, they were childhood loves, which mm-hmm. is so sweet so to see. Cute. So cute. Very cute. And uh-huh. one thing that we didn't mention was when they crashed the car. Mm-hmm. Jackson was oh, big right. on getting Jesse out of yeah, there, for not sure. getting her involved. Yeah, so they which were is, always trying mm-hmm. to protect Jesse, which is cool yeah. to see. And, um, you know, all these years have passed. They haven't seen Jackson in a long time, and it's clear that Jesse's still close with the other guys. Mm-hmm. So uh, from that point we really get a good sense of, I, I mean, maybe it's just me, but you definitely see that tension between oh, Jackson and Jesse. definitely. And yeah. I personally think that's going to come up all season mm-hmm. long. Yeah, because, exactly. I mean, who doesn't forget their first love, right? Yeah. I wanted to see a little more chemistry between Jackson and Jesse, yeah. and even Jackson and, and his fiance. I felt like mm-hmm. it was always, like, forced or like he was trying too hard. Yeah, yeah, it didn't, it never felt quite right. So I think maybe mm-hmm. as it goes on, we're at least going to see a stronger bond between Jesse and Jackson, I hope. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I think I got good chemistry from um, 
Jackson and his fiance. But uh, I think you're right. I think I want to see like a few more looks between mm-hmm. Jesse yeah. and yeah. Jackson, like a little more hinting that something could still be there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we move on and we see Terry, who is now involved with this drug situation cartel. But in the flashbacks, we see that he was kind of the warden's goon, like his main yeah. goon. Mm-hmm. So he was also an inmate when he was a kid in Quitman. <laughs> okay, we'll get it. <laughs> Daddy, we'll get it. it. He took a pause. Like you got it. Um, but, you know, it's just, uh, it's so disturbing to see that not only were these people in authority abusing the kids, but they also had other yeah. children abusing the children. Mm-hmm. That was just a huge topic Which to me. Which I wonder I if um, the warden, they'd already gone through, like, that initiation process, Terry and Daryl and all those mm-hmm. other guys. I wonder if, like, before these kids came, if they were the ones getting mm-hmm. beat up. I was curious about mm-hmm. that. I was uh-huh. thinking the same thing. That's like, because if not, why would he have such control over them? When they yeah. could easily, I mean, they're adults. These are kids that could easily, like, are stronger mm-hmm. than them or, like, mentally younger than them or more capable to take them over to all of a sudden be listening. I feel like if all, all the kids had the chance to, like, get up and revolt against mm-hmm. the warden and the officers, they could have. Exactly. Plus, uh-huh. they got so much training so, yeah. with their fight club and exactly. all that. Exactly. Like, oh something, gosh, right? something had, and I hope we'll see that more. It's like, something mm-hmm. had to have happened. Yeah, well, I think mm-hmm. um, Terry later mentioned something like, you know, I had to quickly choose between being prey and being a predator. So I think it's they make it clear once you get mm-hmm. there, you're going to be on our side or you're going to be yeah. abused, on the other side, yeah. which is mm-hmm. so sad and scary. But anyway, just mm-hmm. speaking about the flashbacks that we see, that's a huge part of it. And the, the flashbacks from Quitman are huge. So we first see, um, you know, the abuse. They, they get abused right off the bat. Someone steals mm-hmm. Gil's money, I believe, or Boots' mm-hmm. money, mm-hmm. one of the officers. Um, we see that they're having a fight club in there. Mm-hmm. The kids are fighting in this cage. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the most impactful moments is when we see um, Boots, or no, no, Gil, taken in the night yeah. across the street to some Warden's weird party, party mm-hmm. right, that the yeah. warden's having. What do you think this part of the story, and basically, I don't know if it's just me, but I'm definitely getting some sort of sexual that's abuse. Oh, so okay. Yeah. Okay, because yeah. okay. yeah. they didn't come out and say it, but, but they were definitely hinting. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think we're going to get more of that as yeah. the season yeah. goes on? Unfortunately, yeah. I think so, yes. Mm-hmm. We're going to definitely. Keeps, it keeps hinting like little bits and pieces. You get one glance in this, another, one more glance in the next episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I, I think, definitely yeah. think it'll keep coming up, and I think that's one thing, well, just from what I've seen, I think that that's something that only Gil maybe went through because they yeah. he was talking about the warden's parties and it, the other two never mentioned them. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that might just be something that happened only there. And maybe that's why, you know, Gil has a little extra... Mm-hmm. He's a hothead, you oh, know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe that could have pushed him even further than the other two. Yeah. I think so. I think you hit the nail on the head with that. Mm -hmm. Gil is obviously the most unstable one. (laughs) Um, I would argue that he has had the hardest time dealing with this and getting over it, and that's probably why. Yeah, Yeah, and what was the line he said? He's said something about, I'd (gasps) rather die than have people Mm -hmm. know what happened to us in there. Mm -hmm. So that's what makes me believe that even Mm -hmm. more, that he may be. And definitely happened like on mm-hmm. a continuous. Yeah, stage. exactly. Because uh-huh. again, guys too seem to be more self-conscious of being raped or molested. Where women, you know, it's okay almost for you to admit something happened. So I think he's really ashamed about it. Very ashamed. Yeah, yeah. He seemed like he doesn't want to talk about yeah. that. Yeah, and that just goes mm-hmm. along like what you said. Victims are just they just carry the shame with them, and mm-hmm. they don't want to tell. So 
Gil is already thinking, you know, I'm just going to handle this myself. No one has yeah. to know. Let's just kill him. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I would disagree with that if it were me, honestly. But, I mean, what can you do? So we do see that Jackson disagrees um, initially. And totally, he wants yeah. to, you know, either forget about it or go a legal route. But we see his mind quickly changes when Boots is stabbed mm-hmm. in jail, which was obviously set up by Terry. Yeah. Um, and he later dies in the hospital, and I think that is the moment when the guys really stuck together, and they're like, okay, we're going to do this. Like, we have to get revenge. We have to get revenge for Boots, and mm-hmm. um, we have to make things right for everything that we did. So do you think Jackson is 100% on this, or do you think he's going to be mm-hmm. wavering? I th- I think mm-hmm. at this point he seems to be pretty 100%, but I think that it's going to be there's to be tension in the fact of how they handle it. Because I think yeah. as of now, he seems to really want to do it legally, you mm-hmm. know, find dirt and get him that way. Whereas definitely Gil, I think, wants to just do this direct, you mm-hmm. know, no consequences route of taking these people down. Yeah, but, I agree. Yeah, Especially, um, oh, sorry, were you going to say it? No. no, go ahead. Okay, <laughs> I think I heard somebody talk. Um, but I think especially we see, like, even how the warden is running for Congress and he's all screwed up. Mm-hmm. The air marshal that is what was involved in that drug scandal, I think as they uncover more, like you were saying, I think Jackson's going to find not only is he unraveling more because of what's happened to his friends, but he's going to unravel more as he realizes that the justice and legal system and the people that he depended on all these years mm. are actually corrupt mm-hmm. and are actually involved some way in Terry's drug cartel. Yeah, I think you're mm-hmm. right. And the end of episode one was crucial, I think, to setting up the action for the rest of the season um, in two ways. So first, we see that um, there is a flashback between Jesse and Jackson and come to find out something that none of the other guys know um, Jackson apparently beat this guy in the forest and Jesse or Jesse witnessed it I don't know something mm-hmm. like that so he's carrying this burden of a secret of his own um, and none of the other guys know and I'm thinking the guy that he beat or killed or whatever has to do with Quitman do I you think guys he was get one that of the officers. it looks like almost, one of the guys yeah. I was okay. almost positive he made a comment about okay. it I didn't write it down, but that's what I was thinking, that it was someone from Quitman. Okay, so mm-hmm. maybe you're right, for sure. That's so I think. Think, I think that might be the reason why he's choosing to go ahead and do it, because he already <laughs> did something <laughs> yeah. like this, um, but none of them know. So I think that's really interesting mm-hmm. moving that forward. Is. And maybe that's why he ran. Maybe he went to Houston because he had an even oh, bigger yeah. secret that yeah. he yeah. had to get away point. from. Not, not necessarily just running away from what happened to him as a child. For sure. And then the second thing, um, so we're at... Boots's funeral at the end, and Detective Liz comes in, and she basically informs the guys that Daryl was killed. So he had been in the hospital from his wounds from Boots. He was released, but he actually was killed later on in his own home from gunshots, mm-hmm. and they don't know who killed him. Um, so initially, I thought it was Gil. We mm-hmm. see Gil yeah. pull out a gun. We see him contemplating. He's all obviously the most pissed off one mm-hmm. out of all of them mm-hmm. um, but he denies it I think it's too obvious that's I don't what think I think too. Okay, so I think they framed him yeah, you Mike, think he's framed right mm-hmm. after because they showed Gil with the gun kind of saying how he just wanted to kill Daryl right. so then right when they said that Daryl was shot I was I thought there was no way that it was Gil mm-hmm. because that's way too obvious do you guys and think I don't it could think be like some random character that we're going to see uh, later or somebody that we've t- already I think, seen? I think it's someone, I think it's with Terry and that little group yeah. of people, or mm-hmm. even the warden, mm-hmm. to be honest. Yeah, because I think, oh, he's already in bad shape, just kill him, you know, and then use him to help us. <laughs> the funny thing, though, is he was beat to death with a golf club. He should have died instantly. <laughs> yeah. And I hate it. Like, what was his name? Um, 
The guy in jail is just like stabbed in the in the thigh and he like dies. I mean, it's okay. Mm-hmm. I think he was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that definitely hits the okay. organs. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, the back. Okay. Yeah, but either way, yeah, that whoever killed Daryl, that's going to play a pretty big part moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so we finish episode one, we go into episode two, and they're immediately talking about who killed Daryl. Because they're yes. all denying it. So mm-hmm. we're thinking maybe it's somebody completely different. Like you said, um, it would be way too obvious if it was Gil. And I don't know if Jackson would do it, but that would be pretty cool yeah, if he did. Yeah, that would be cool if he did. Yeah. He did, for sure. So, um, or his wa- or Boots' wife. That's what I was thinking, because oh. they showed the gun. Uh-huh. I was thinking that... Mm, yeah. That would be awesome. That would be cool. That would be uh-huh. really good if they did that twice. And she acts all innocent like a yeah. gun. Yeah. What's this gun doing here? But you she know? Seems, she's she's, she's just pretty kidding. I've used it before. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, so in season or in episode two, I think um, investigation was a really big topic, both from the detective and from the guys. So we start off, um, obviously, Detective Liz is really on the case. She's trying to figure out who killed Daryl, who killed Boots, or how they're connected. And uh, we also see the guys trying to investigate a way to, um, you know, get these these officers and all these people who abused them years ago to pay for their for their actions because as we find out all of the you know sexual and whatever else abuse that happened is beyond the statute of limitations mm-hmm. so they can't get them on that anymore mm-hmm. so now um, their main focus is to figure out how they're going to get them because obviously Jackson wants to at least do it some kind of legally correct mm-hmm. way yeah. and not just blow all their heads off and call mm-hmm. it a day like Gil mm-hmm. does. Do you yeah. think in the end though Jackson's going to be like fine we're going to do it your way Gil let's just get rid <laughs> yeah. of it. Yeah. You know? I think you'll have some moments mm-hmm. if it's not one big one little ones that lead up mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. yeah I think they're definitely headed down that path there's only so much you yeah. can do before mm-hmm. you are like okay these people are freaking messed up we yeah. have to just yeah. get rid of them mm-hmm. um, so we see they follow the path down to this nurse who was one of the good guys, one of the good people mm-hmm. at Quitman, and they go to visit her and try to get some more information about what happened to one of their friends who was also an inmate named Petey. So he was a little boy um, who disappeared mysteriously after doing some work in the fields with which some chemicals, yeah. which was illegal so, chemicals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so illegal and so wrong. Um, obviously, the nurse does not want to talk. So right off the bat, we know the warden is definitely crossing off names on his list. He's keeping up with people who are talking. Um, do you think Annie's safe right now, or mm, do you think she's going to try to help now later on? She is, but I think later on something's yeah. going to happen to her. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, later on in the episode, too, everyone that says anything, I think they're always in trouble. That's why they're afraid to talk. Yeah. I know. It's just, just that, that one guy kills was me. Dumb. I feel like mm-hmm. no matter what, even if I thought my life was in danger, there's no way I would stand by and let things happen like this. It's just so heavy. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would be able to sleep at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, it's or I just, would quit. I would just be like, I need to leave. I cannot work well, here. You know? I wonder if they could leave. They, oh yeah, maybe they, they definitely could kill you if you left. Yeah. They can't I, have people running around knowing yeah. all these things. It's like being, I was upset uh-huh. just like 30 minutes after the episode. It took me a while to shake it off, let alone if I was actually working there and dealing with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, Amy, Nurse Amy didn't want to say too much, but what she did say was that Bobby was the last person to yeah. see Petey, so mm-hmm. maybe they should follow that path and ask him. Um, and then we get a gruesome flashback of that day and Petey's covered in burns from the chemicals, mm-hmm. and they claim they're taking him to the hospital in this van. We later find out that they did not take him to the hospital. They basically drove him to the forest, and then the warden made 
Bobby get out of the car. So, um, you know, after we see that flashback and the guys go to confront Bobby because, number one, I think they wanted some closure on that because, like they said, they have no idea what happened to Petey, honestly. Mm -hmm. They don't even know if he's dead. Um, So I think they wanted more information on that. And obviously they took a camera because they need some kind of legal, um, you know, substance and they need to record him saying these things so they can use it in court later on. Um, Did you guys... Okay, first I thought that Bobby was going to lie about the story because Mm -hmm. he knew that they were recording him. Did you guys think he was being completely honest about the story? Um, I couldn't fully read him. But then it's also important at this point, too, that we know that... They're trying. The reason that they're really interested in Petey is because the only crime that they could get these guys for is murder. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's like an important. That's an important thing to mention. So that's why they're really trying to investigate this. But I, I could not read Bobby very well. Mm. I don't know about you guys. I, yeah. I couldn't get he a good like feel. Went from like I'm not yeah. telling you anything mm-hmm. to, to okay now I'm gonna be you know I'm being emotional yeah. on camera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he would have been too afraid to be on camera. He didn't say anything all those years ago. Why is he gonna say something yeah. now? I, I think he was yeah. maybe scared and threatened yeah. because these three guys now they are men, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. he doesn't have that control over <laughs> them that they he might exactly. have that. Gill was like casually holding a knife yeah. while he was talking. Yeah. Exactly. So, I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's going to be huge. Now, just moving forward, um, we see Bobby, you know, basically tell what happened and the warden made him get out. So really, the warden was the last person to see Petey. It really runs them to a dead end because they don't have a confession mm-hmm. of any type. They don't have any proof that Petey's dead. So they kind of have to start their whole uh, plan over. Uh, which is going to be pretty interesting moving forward. I really don't know what they're going to do about that because obviously they can't just go question the warden yeah, at this exactly. point. Yeah. Now, this may be a reach, but I'm thinking maybe um, the guy who was questioned, maybe he did something sexual with Gil because Gil's like, he was at the party. Oh, yeah. like, oh. So I'm maybe, you know... And I maybe that's why he went in so yeah, exactly. viciously exactly. towards uh-huh. him. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I didn't think about that, but now... Or if anything, even if he wasn't involved, he must have, like, seen it and just didn't Mm -hmm. do anything about it. Because it seemed like the kids knew, based off Petey, like, asking Bobby to stay with him in the van, it seems like the kids actually, like, he was, like, maybe the one person they trusted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so after that, um, Detective Liz continues her investigation. She actually goes to speak with Boots' wife. Um, Annie and show her some photos Which I of thought the other. was unnecessary. I think she I think she's just trying to figure out who killed yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I really don't know what other option she has at yeah, this point. Yeah. They're basically going off of nothing when you think about it. Yeah. I just mean because like I feel like she's pregnant, you know, let's keep her like she's already uh, emotional. Yeah. But at the same time, I think she wants she down. wants to know. So, oh yeah, she so definitely wants to I know. I think at this point it's kind of you got to do what you got to do quickly. Yeah. But like the quicker you figure things out, the better. So She's actually pretty calm considering what yeah. happened and being pregnant and all mm-hmm. that, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably go. be Way hysterical. Yeah, exactly. Um, but definitely, so that's kind of a dead end. She doesn't recognize any of the guys. I thought Jesse was actually going to, like, see a picture she recognized, Same. but that didn't yeah. happen. Yeah. I know. So they did, like, wah, wah. scan that yeah. one guy. Yeah, that yeah. one guy. Yeah. Yeah. And he does look familiar. Well, he's going to be in He's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Is that Dooley, the guy? Dooley, oh, yeah. Exactly. There we go. All right. We're on it. For sure. So she finishes with that. Um, They also question Daryl's girlfriend, Mariah, which was Mm -hmm. a huge point in the episode because she actually remembers seeing this van Mm -hmm. at the scene of the crime, which later on, um, Oscar, who is Detective Liz's partner, uh, seems to believe that belongs to Gil. I think it's a conspiracy. I I think that the way that that girlfriend said that, she said, oh, wait, I do remember a truck. 
you know, it had a black guy and a white guy. I thought yeah. it was way too. Oh my gosh, wait, yeah. yeah. It was, was way there even a black guy, first of all. Sorry to interrupt, but was there no. even a black guy no. in. Because it wasn't the moving van she's talking about. No, she's, she's talking, talking about, about a truck. truck. I think she was yeah. talking about Sean. Well, that's Sean what they and Gil. Sean and Gil. Yeah. But I think it was way too formulated yeah. the way she said it. Um, I mean, I could be completely wrong, but I thought it was way mm-hmm. too. Oh wait, I did see a truck mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, I totally mm-hmm. agree. Yeah. That made Plus me to remember the exact make and everything. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought For it was. Sure, oh, it had a writing on the set. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a you little fishy. You just casually happened to glance at it. You wouldn't remember all these no details. And you know? plus, um, I think that's going to be important because Daryl was working with Terry, who obviously yeah. knows that the guys are involved. So Terry's probably behind this. He probably got so. to the girlfriend like, listen, if you want to live, you're going to tell yeah. the police yeah. this. Yeah. So more likely than not, that's how it went. And um, I think the last major theme was the relationship growing. I don't know if they're already friends or if it's kind of blossoming, but between Annie and Jesse. I think they're friends Okay, already. so they're already friends. Um and it's interesting, they talk a lot about Jackson, and obviously Annie has not heard much about Jackson since she's been with Boots. Um, but we do get flashbacks, and we've realized that Jackson completely skipped town after they got out of Quitman, so obviously they haven't heard from him since then. Um, they also talk about Jackson and Jesse's little love situation, and Annie's very supportive of uh, yeah, yeah. Jesse pursuing, go, go yeah, yeah, even yeah, though no, Gil like, is in yeah. a relationship uh-huh. with her. Which also, I forgot to mention that Gil finally tells Jackson that he's with Jesse, which I think is a big moment, even though Jackson, Jackson kind of played like, it off. Yeah. Um, he cares. Yeah. Yeah. He oh, yeah. <laughs> really I cares. mean, that moment in the bar tells you he cares, yeah. you know? That was another thing that made me think Annie and Jesse were already friends, you know? Because you wouldn't just randomly be... She confronted her about yeah. the Jackson yeah. situation. Yeah, that's she, a good point. she said, "I have two eyes. I see yeah. it." And uh-huh. I feel like that's something you would know with your friend. Mm-hmm. Maybe not, you wouldn't probably say that to someone yeah. you're not that no. close with. But I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, for they were, sure, I got so. the vibe they were mm-hmm. friends already. Yeah, so maybe I think, not like super close friends, but they yeah. were. Yeah, they're pretty good friends, I think. Mm-hmm. Especially since you know she was the wife of Boots. Yeah, and I think the, that's close. what yeah. I thought because yeah. since Jesse stayed close with Sean Boots and. Gil. 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 Yeah. That's what made me just think that they were all just yeah. a close-knit group of friends. Yeah, pretty um, much Jackson's the only odd man yes. out in this, yeah. in this point. Um, and finally, the creepy, creepy Warden Carroll. Uh, uh, like so him. he's running for Congress, and um, Bobby, man, he calls he calls the <laughs> warden to tell him that, uh, you know, Jackson and the guys came to question him, but he does not mention that he spoke on camera <laughs> about the situation, uh-uh. so, okay. He's this like, guy oh, I, clearly just, I just recap some stuff about <laughs> yeah. him. He's like, they were here five minutes, and I pushed him out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, obviously. He should have just not made that phone yeah, call. Yeah, so no. nice. He literally he, made his own death sentence. It's like he almost wanted, he went over above and beyond to make the warden think that he's on his side, mm-hmm. but obviously the truth's going to come out. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking the warden is obviously a very intelligent man. I mean, he has to be in order to get away with all the stuff he's done yeah. over the years. And so, um, I mean, he's too smart to not keep tabs on all these people who yeah. work with him. Yeah. So Bobby was definitely lying when he said he hadn't talked to him in 10 years. Mm-hmm. Like, this man, he Warden Carroll. He still had Carroll, his phone number. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He dialed. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, hey, yeah. ready? He is checking in probably every day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think that's definitely going to develop as the season goes on. Oh, yeah. And um, 
we end the episode with Terry sitting outside of Jackson and, what is her name, Marina, his Mm -hmm. fiance's house. So, obviously, he's going to be keeping tabs on their actions Mm -hmm. going forward, and it's definitely going to complicate the story and their plan to get revenge. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, with that being said, let's talk about what we predict for the rest of the season. So many predictions. It's going to be juicy. (laughs) And now, you're after Buzz TV. Oh wow! Open floor. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone going? I think Jackson is kind of gonna play both sides a little bit because he doesn't want to lose his fiance, mm. his nice life, everything that he's got going. So as much as he wants revenge, I think he's kind of gonna go back and forth. Some days he's he's gonna be more on his fiance's side, kind of helping them out, and the guys are gonna get mad at him, and vice versa. So I, I just think oh. he's kind of gonna be all over the place a little bit. Mm. So I have two about different situations. First, I don't think that Jackson and his fiance are going to last mm-hmm. at all. I think all. I wrote in the first episode that he's going to have way too many secrets and you find he already lied about where he was and mm-hmm. why he missed lunch. So that's already happening. His his secrets are just going to get interfere with the relationship yeah. and mm-hmm. continue. And then the second thing, I think that Terry um, has a lot to do with Daryl's murder. And I mm-hmm. think he's oh, just yeah. he's concocting the whole thing. He knew if he killed Daryl, it'd be easy to set up um, Gil, Gil mm-hmm. and Sean. Mm-hmm. So those are my two predictions as of now. Nice. Good. I think mine has to do with your first one. I think because we see Terry at the end staring at Jackson's house, I think something's gonna happen where they're gonna kidnap Jackson's fiance Ooh. or something to get back at him, and then that's what's gonna cause Jackson to kind of jump over to seeking revenge. Because Ooh. if that's his love, that's gonna happen. And if somehow she ends up dying and they just kill her character <laughs> off to get her out of the way. I think that's when Jackson and Jesse are going to mm-hmm. reignite that love together. It's either going to happen a nice way, I mean a sad way because she dies, where they reignite that love, <laughs> or he's going to end up like accidentally. You got the like, whole season Or he's going to end up, you guys, my brain was turning, or he's going to end up cheating on his I fiance with Jesse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, okay. so, I want to see yeah. some cheating first. Yeah. I, think I definitely think we're in store for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so just going off of that, I think I agree with you guys in terms of Jackson and Jesse. And I think, um, so in the previews for the next episode or whatever, the, the rest of the season, we see that Jackson, um, you know, is interacting with both Marina and Jesse, and I guess they meet. They're going to meet soon. So I think um, Marina's going to put two and two together that maybe he's having an affair, and that's why he's always gone. And mm. I think that's going to break up their relationship. And I think if Jackson and Jesse rekindle their flame, it's going to have it's going to cause a lot of tension between Gil and Jackson, yes. and it's going to break up their yeah. brotherhood, which is going to cause a lot more friction. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, yeah, a lot. Just a, <laughs> a lot, lot a lot, right? Uh-huh. So yeah. we have a lot to look forward to for the rest of the season. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. Um, we just talked about what we think is going to happen, but let's talk about what the critics are saying about what we've already seen. So yeah. let's talk about a little news and hey. reviews. Yes. TV news. Oh, I like the little do-do-do-do. Okay, anyways, um, our first one, guys, we have an awesome interview that our I forgot the name. Our Black Hollywood Live host, Megan Thomas, did. She got to talk to the warden himself. Creepy man, but the guy who plays him isn't as creepy. Connor O'Farrell. Um, he kind of talks about what makes the show different. We actually have a clip for you guys to show real quick. That's great. Yes, yeah, exactly. That's right. what, what, are, what could be different about this show than other shows that have been on NBC before? Well, I would say that we deal with some pretty dark subject matter. Okay. Um, it's It's... 
it's a character-driven show. Right. There's no superheroes. There's no, right. you know, zombies. It's really about human beings dealing with um, their past, dealing with trauma, dealing with things in their relationships. And so um, I think that's what gives it a lot of legs to the show, is, is it's as deep as the characters are. Right, right, right. Yeah. Now, I know I before you, you played... Well. Okay. I would definitely yeah. agree. Very so far, character. like you said, there's no really gimmicks, and the fact that mm -hmm. it's based off of something that was based on a true story makes it even more real and... Oh, and the actor, hit a lot of the actor is yeah. so much sweeter than It's just an act. He's not that sweet. <laughs> <laughs> can't be. Sure. So let's see. Um, what did the critics say about the premiere? The critics have a lot of great things to say. I mean, um, they do say that it's a little bit um, fake, but I don't think it's fake if it's mm -hmm. based on a true story. But it got great reviews and. 6.5 million viewers turned tuned in, so it's actually NBC's second highest rated show right now, Damn. just under uh, The Voice. So I think it was wow. so smart for them to debut after the first voice. night after The Voice yeah. because, I mean, it's already helping. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And obviously there's tons of reviews and magazines and stuff, and I agree completely with Entertainment Weekly. They said there's enough meat on Game of Silence's bones to keep viewers invested where these storylines go and how the tormentors from the past get their comeuppance. It will also be be worth following the show to see how a network series handles such explicitly violent content, which is what we said mm -hmm. NBC is trying to go down this new direction maybe, yeah. which I think could really help them. And then I agreed completely after the first episode, I just needed to know what happened to these mm -hmm. characters. So I feel mm -hmm. a lot of viewers are feeling the same way. So I agree with Entertainment Weekly. Awesome, I think completely. I definitely agree too. I think every week we're gonna be in here like, oh my gosh, uh -huh. yes. cannot wait for next week. <laughs> but thank you guys so much for tuning in to our first recap show for NBC's new series, Game of Silence. Make sure you check in with us every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Pacific. Thank you guys so much for listening on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make Make sure you give us a thumbs up if you liked it and leave us a comment. We love, love to have everyone join the conversation. And you can also keep it up with us on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at Miera Jennings. Thank you guys. And you can find me, Leslie Ambries, at In Less Than No Time. You can find me, Abby Vega, at underscore Abby Vega. And find me, Nikki Preston, at Nikki Preston TV. Thank you guys so much. And right, really quick, before yes. we leave, we have a huge announcement um, as we mm -hmm. tease next week. We're actually going to be having Nikki Tomlinson, who plays Annie, Boots' wife, on the show next week. So don't miss it. Yes. She's going to be an be awesome fun. guest. She's mm -hmm. going to talk about her experience filming. She's going to talk about her character. We cannot wait. So tune yes. in. Thanks, guys. See you guys. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.